you join us here for a wonderful day today. I think everyone's very excited. Are you very excited? I'm very excited. I think we should all be very, very excited. Okay, I think they're on the starting blocks now. I think we can see a good number, and uh, they're in the in the number four. They've been uh, turning out very well. That that'll be skits there. In the number two jacket, in the in the red and white there, we have uh, things they've watched, and next to them is things they played. And finally, bringing up the uh, the uh, the far side uh, across from the stands there is things they've listened to. Uh, now there are a couple of queer trans ladies who will be riding today and uh and they're off <laughs> greetings strangers queer and pleasant i'm not Dora Kate Magnetail. I'm Chain Harris Magnetail, and I just watched my lovely wife attempt to shake her head forward to get her glasses to fall no, onto no, her face. No, no, I didn't. I just nodded oh, enthusiastically, I... and my glasses sort of half fell down. The, the way you did it, it looked like it was a deliberate attempt to, aha, my glasses are on. And it very almost worked. <laughs> It was not intentional, but I was like, oh. suddenly, a, a glass, not both glasses, just one. <laughs> this is a show where two queer trans women have a catch-up about the media we've enjoyed in the weeks and do silly voices and skits and just have a bit of a catch-up. How are you doing? Yeah. Looking forward to organising a holiday. Yeah. I... I haven't done that in a few years. <laughs> I am good. I'm I'm feeling good. I've had a very busy day of reorganising the office. Yeah. Uh, it's getting all fancy, but it's still shuffling things around, so... Have, have streams seen much of much of this yet? Not really, no. Like, at some point, I'll have to just put the webcam, like, at a slightly different angle so they can see the room and be like, ah, oh, look at all this. Have they seen the amazing bunny chair yet? They have seen the chair with bunny ears, so I you can now... You have the bunny chair TM. Yeah, I can just lean my head back and it looks like I have bunny ears on stream, and that's a wonderful thing. I can put on the cat ear headphones and have cat ears and bunny ears at the same time. So many ears. I am the truest epitome of gamer gal. Yep, you're so funny. <laughs> Uh, what have you been playing this week? Oof, playing. Well, that's a that's a that's a jolly good question, I yeah. suppose. Um, I could, I suppose late entry this week. I usually sort of try and start sort of early on, but late entry this week. Last night I read about a game called Terra Nil. Yes. And this morning I played the demo of Terra Nil. Yes. And I've is... added Terra Nil to my wish list on Steam. This is a game that I saw some trailers for during E3 week. I think it showed up. It might have been during Wholesome Direct or it might have been during one of the Guerrilla Collective streams. But I also had the demo for this downloaded and also have played it. Yeah. So yeah. what did you think of, of Take the Wasteland and Make It Grass? Uh, I very much enjoyed it. Um... What I didn't initially anticipate, and this sort of like is a thing I would give people a heads up of if you want to go and try this trailer of the uh, this demo for a little terraforming thing, you have a limited number of resources available with which you are aiming to 100% terraform this area, uh, as best I can tell, and if you run out of resources, like points to spend on things, it doesn't seem like there's any way to get more, from what I can tell. Um, it seems... Like... So, tell, tell me about your experience then. So, what, what, were, you, what were you actually doing? Um, well, I was, I was slowly terraforming this, this lovely little space. I was making um, wind turbines for power, mm -hmm. using them to terraform dirt into, into things that could be green, mm -hmm. setting up the sort of water things that spray water in four directions to make, like, nice yep. greenery and grass. Yeah. Yep. Um... Finding little river sections and putting a thing in them so they'd fill with water and then mm -hmm. grass would sprout around them. Yep. Um, 
going by the edge of water and creating new patches of land that you could put more um, energy generators on so you could mm -hmm. keep spreading out that way. And I didn't really use the uh, dig trenches tool very much. And okay. in hindsight, I maybe should have done, but it was very expensive as a tool and I wasn't certain about it at first. Um, huh. But then I reached a point where I had spent all my resources and I think I was at like 80% terraformed. And the only thing I could see to do to get any of my points back to build anything else was to undo the single last thing I'd built. Mm. And I couldn't go any further back than that. And I was just stuck at a point of, huh. I can't terraform any further. Huh. And I, I'm curious to hear about your experience in a minute. Because like, I got to that point and went, oh, was I supposed to be treating this much more of a this is a puzzle to be solved where I have to be very economical about where I place things to maximize coverage so that I'm always getting the most for my thing I've built possible, or I can't complete this. I'm curious how your experience was. Okay, so my experience was, like, resources barely, like, literally never came into it, I'll be honest. Yeah. So, um, so you build the wind turbines, yeah. and they can only build, be built on the little rocks. Yeah. And then the next bit of tutorial is build uh, the things that turn the wasteland into, into dirt. dirt. Yeah. As far away from the the yeah. uh, windmill as possible. So you can get like four around it. Yeah. And then you can usually get like, because um, the uh, hydrator thing um, shoots in an L shape, you can usually work out a way to like do one in one bit and one in the other bit so that it makes a long rectangle that's completed. Yeah. Or at least most of it is completed. Yeah. And then you get enough to sort of do kind of one L shape or you can yeah. like start doing another bit. So once you've got the hydrators in, that yeah. usually generates you more leaves. Yeah. Um. So here's, I guess, the, the problem is I was treating this the way I would treat something like the creative mode in um, Dwarf Romantic. Okay. Where I wasn't thinking at all about the, the resource I was spending, and I was being a little bit perfectionist and occasionally using these generators in places where I was gaining very little for having done them, but I wanted okay. to fill in that little space I'd accidentally left. And yeah. doing it that way left me in an end state of, I have not 100%ed and there is not no way for me to. Like, I can't selectively go... I'll trash that thing I made and get its points mm. back and build another one somewhere else. Mm. It does let you dead-end yourself on that demo. Interesting. And I want to retry that demo like with the knowledge in mind of, okay, I do need to be a lot more economical about how I spend, spend these things. Because it does seem like the point is, can you hit 100% without using up all of your resources first? Okay. Well, you don't have to hit 100%. Uh, 100%. Okay. You, you are basically asked to... Um fill in a certain amount. So the first thing you're asked to do is get yeah. like some greenery. Yes. And then you'll have a meter and it it goes yeah. up to 100%, but that's 100% of the yeah. meter being full. But yeah, they asked me to go to 25% and then gave me more tools and left me to keep going and they didn't like at any point stop me. Okay. So, so I assumed I was supposed to be keeping going. So when the, when you when you get the new tools, the the dial changes in the middle. Yeah. And then it, it, it's asking you to get um, a a bar full of um, wetland, a bar full of um, flower land, 
Oh. And a barful of oh. Um, forest. Oh, I didn't twig that. I was I somehow missed that that's what it was asking me for. I thought it just went from 25% to here's some new tools. Because it didn't explain what the new tools were either. It just You can hover over them and it tells you what Yeah, but I mean, it just gave me new tools and was like, the bar's not at 100%. And I just assumed I was supposed to hit 100% and didn't twig that like so by filling up those bars of like having a so certain get, amount you of... get to the first one and yeah it, it ticks you into a a new um thing and it splits the the circle into three and um there's a like a little icon of um just some like wetland okay. like a single block of wetland and then there's another icon which is a single block of like forest and another one that is like a single block of um whatever the other thing yeah. is and your mission at that point is to try and you you will probably need to use the lasers. Um, and one of the, one of the things with that is the first power up on the second bar mm. is to make everything in the first section cheaper. Oh, so yeah, I never encountered any of this. So um, <laughs> for the sake of everyone else, I will go yeah. through, go through what else happens. But um. Yeah, so you're then charged with um, trying to balance out the different um, biomes. Yeah. Because it, it says, like, okay, now try and build, like, uh, we need to expand the biomes or something, or we need yeah. to expand the wildlife and get more biomes. So it, it ends up being this sort of puzzle of where do I, where can I not quite get to? Mm. So you're putting the lasers down that will shoot along a line yeah. and create a little trench that will be another river. Yes. Then you're maybe um, putting down a pump to get water into that riverbed. Yeah. Then you're doing the thing that... Um, to make more land. Like a calcifier, I yeah. think it's called. So that you can put down another turbine, wind turbine. Yeah, so it makes like higher rocks to put wind turbines on. Yeah. Then you will be able to get into that area with the like base things over again. And then once you've got like enough of everything grassed over, you can start going, okay, well, that hydrator is near enough lake, so I'm going to turn it into a wetland generator, and that will increase my wetlands. And then that area over there has a big tree in it, so I'm going to put a beehive in that tree, and that's going to all become beautiful flowery land. And yeah. the other one's a bit more complicated. The third biome type is forest. And okay. to do that, you basically need to find the right balance of, I have power here, I have some um, grassland that I've made, and now I need to put down a thing that makes the sun get targeted, and then I need to put a thing for the sun to target, and it mm. basically like magnifies the sun onto this little compost patch, mm. sets fire to like a whole big area of um, your uh, thing that you've been... Um, working on in a controlled burn but it creates um life-giving ash and from that ash you'll get like little points that you can plant um forests directly on top of and it will spread out huge forest areas i need to go back and try this demo again there is clearly a point where just whether i wasn't paying attention or it wasn't clear about what i needed mm. to do i just felt sort of they let go of my hand and were like, yeah, you know what to do, right? I and... feel like you must have missed a, a prompt at some point, because I, th I swear there are a few that you can just click through without really noticing. I, that is the thing. It's really easy to accidentally click through a prompt on this, and it's entirely possible I did and just assumed I was just being left... Because here's the thing, I was really enjoying it oh, until yeah. I had no resources 
left and didn't know what to do. Mm. So I'm going to go back and give that demo another go because it seemed really promising and it was very satisfying. I just, I roadblocked kind of early mm. and thought thought that I just had misunderstood. Like my my, I felt like, oh, I've misunderstood th- what kind of puzzle this is mm. and therefore I should have done things differently rather than I'm missing a key component of how I'm supposed to be playing. I suspect that is probably the case. Because yeah. once you've started to get those things all in balance, you'll start to notice, oh, there are deer running around yeah. the forest and there are fish in the water. Yeah. And you can actually see the, the bees and, and, and yeah. the insects. I, I didn't in any way, shape or form get the sense I was supposed to be balancing things. I thought everything was supposed to be grass and all other forms were just ways of getting to everything being grass. And and then basically once you've got everything in balance and achieved that goal, your next thing is just to fuck off. Yeah. So you are told like, hey, here are some silos, pop them down and you they will have like a range around them and they will basically gather up all the machines you've built yeah. into this thing. And if that uh, silo is near enough to a, a riverbed, then you can send a little hovercraft along and they will pick it up from these little loading docks and take them to your ship, your recycled ship. Aww. And then you basically collect up all of the machines you've built in these little silos using the little hovercraft. And then your ship takes off and then it sends out a little thing to get the hovercraft up. And then it takes off and it's like, that's the end of the demo. This... I'm like, but it's, I made everything, I made the horrible, nasty brown place. Into a lovely green so place. satisfying. And I was I was really enjoying terraforming the place, and I need to go back and try this demo again. Yeah, uh, I hope it is more fulfilling. But yeah, I I got through the end of the demo. It's just like a single level, and it's just like I I wanted to play more of this, and yeah, and it looks really sweet, and I felt like we live in a terrifying, burning world uh, that no one with any real power is doing anything to, to sort out. So <laughs> nice to sort of go, I made the aminos. I made the grass and the water. Um, and I've looked on the Steam page as well. Like some of the st- like other biomes areas yeah. they're working on it sounds really interesting. Like um, uh, Arctic Tundra. Yes. So you've got like areas that you might need to melt some of the, the polar mm. ice so that you can... Um, work on stuff that would be under the ice mm. like um reintroducing the kelp farms or helping the the the, the yeah. kelp fields just replenish and for that you might be using geothermal energy from yeah. um eruptions and stuff and then like and then just refreezing the whole thing and and taking off again it's just like that's really cool it does seem like a real neat game it's 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 nice to feel like you have some ability and uh, yeah that that was my uh, that was Terra Nil. It's ava- yeah. the demo is still available. I didn't know they were going to take these away, but I got the impression that some of these demos were talking about leaving. Uh it entirely depends on which ones uh, you're looking at. Like some time limited demos were put up for things like I think Gorilla Collective. Some of their demos were only, or some of the wholesome direct ones were only like available for that weekend. Steam Next Fest is currently going on, and some of the demos are like limited to one week. Uh, but I don't think that's going to apply to any to Terra Nil because I think a week has passed since then. I think that would have been yesterday, the day before we recorded. Any of the one week yeah. ones would have gone away. Well, the reason I I thought to mention this is is actually about another demo that we yeah. both played, 
because this morning I heard, hey, don't worry, that demo that you might probably not have tried yet, we're going to keep it around for a little bit longer. You've got another week to play other games. Yeah. Do you want to talk about other games? Uh, yeah, so we should talk about Cult of the Lamb. We should. Um, yeah, side note, this is why I'm trying to get through so many of those E3 demos at the moment, is like, it's to just... Why? Dip my toes in a bunch of them. I, Why I, do they not want the advertising? I, I feel like part of it is because, like, uh, they know what people's Steam libraries are like and the number of things people will set and never actually get around to playing. And I guess it's if there's a time limit, you might actually check the thing out because of yeah. sense of urgency. Um, but yeah, Cult of the Lamb is a game that Devolver are publishing about being a happy little lamb trying to resurrect an ancient evil god from some dark don't dimension. Know if they're evil. I mean, they might not be evil. They are the, the cult that we're, the, the, we're having you sacrificed at the beginning of the demo. Yeah. Certainly uh, seemed evil. I mean, they certainly are able to bring people back from the dead to start cults and chained to the ground in a mirror dimension. But yeah, there was a, there's a cult that's going to sacrifice you. Presume it sounds like because there is a prophecy that a lamb will that you know, seems to be the case, and also it seems like being. they have literally genocided all other lambs apart yeah, you, from you. You are the only remaining lamb, and you get you get killed, and this being is like, they tried to kill you to keep me away from you, but, but in, in fact, <laughs> yeah, in death they sent you right to me. Would you like to come back to life in exchange for making a cult to bring me back? And your options are yes or absolutely. Yeah. Um... And you go doing sort of dungeon run stuff to rescue future followers for your cult. And then you do a little bit of base building and then you go back out murdering. In a Binding of Isaac yeah. slash... Um, I, want, I, I was kind of going to say Dark Souls, but I'm trying to think of... Uh, maybe more like um, Dead Cells? It, yeah, it's... It, I don't know for a fact from this demo, but it feels like it's probably going to be a random, a procedurally generated roguelike structure to a yeah. degree, where you have like four major levels you're trying to beat, mm -hmm. and each of them will have branching paths where you make choices about like what kind of rewards you will get for picking that kind of room. Yep. Some of which are, for example, you might grab food along the way, which you can bring back to your followers to feed them, things like that. Um, but you are basically trying to defeat these four bosses to unleash the the god that you have pledged to make a cult for. And you have paths within paths, so you've got the, like, hey, this is where I'm going on yeah. this run. As you said, like, th from that map you can see, like, there might be food, there might be wood, there yeah. might be stone, things that you will need as um, yeah. elements to help with your base building section. Yeah. Um, then you've also got the actual levels themselves. So you've picked a path, yeah. you've gone on the path, you've selected the next level, yeah. and you've got like what appears to be procedurally generated areas. There yeah. might also be it, shops in those little areas. It, it reminds me very much of toward the the end of a run of Hades. Um, you get these rooms where there will be a doorway that says you get this reward for going in here, and then you have to do a series of rooms to get that reward. It's not mm. a single room. But, like, that series of rooms will give you that reward and then you pick the next one to do. It kind of had that vibe. Kind of, yeah. Um, um, and defi But definitely the the reason I was comparing to Isaac is just the ability to sort of backtrack. And it, it might yeah. be a bit of a maze and there'll yeah. be shops in there and people who'll just be like, Hey, I've, I've, you can have one of these tarot cards yeah. and that will give you maybe extra life or... Uh, maybe like a, a thing like when you're very close to death you'll explode or something yeah. and that will damage all the enemies and 
the I was trying to think of how to talk about this demo, and it feels like it is the inverse of something like Stardew Valley, in that Stardew Valley is first and foremost about, like, building your farm and your community and a little bit of the time you go off to fight things. Mm. This basically flips those. It feels like the majority of your time is going to be doing those dungeon runs with a little bit of Mm. basic resource collection, building things for your town, making sure the people are okay in between. Like, Mm. again, like Hades, where you have, like, your stop, see how all your people are doing in between runs as a little palate cleanser. Yeah. Um... It plays really nicely. Like yeah. your sheep, uh, your your lamb moves really quickly. Yep. Has a very satisfying dodge roll with a lot of invincibility frames on it. Yep. Uh, very satisfying melee attack that does a lot of like uh, satisfying hit stun. Like the hits feel weighty when they they connect. It also uh, depends very much which weapon you've got. Like yeah. Um, my the start of my run, I was given an axe that had um quite a like a, a basic attack on it. Mm. I think it had some knockback. And at one point I was offered a chance to get like a flaming sword or a slightly different kind of axe. Yeah. They had, they would offered uh, more damage. One of them had a slightly different effect. Yeah. And then eventually I came to yet another room which gave me an axe, which gave me a vampiric axe. Oh. I was and like, yes. I, I assume that like at the start of each run, you're given two randomized things, a weapon and a magic cast. Yes. Because my run, I had a basic sword and I had the ability to cast a, uh, basically pick a direction and tentacles erupt from the ground in, in that direction in a line. Um, That's I got... the one I got too. And yeah. then someone was like, you can have this other thing where you throw a fireball. Fuck that! Give me tentacles! Oh, give me tentacles! <laughs> um, yeah. Like, my, my concern for a game like this is I was like, what what actually am I doing moment to moment? Because the trailers, yeah, I like the concept. I like, it seems fun. What's my actual gameplay loop like? Mm. This seems like a really satisfying game to play. Yeah, like, this feels like it could very easily be, like, fill that Isaac Cole for yeah. me. Of just like, hey, uh, I'm just going to do, like, a few runs of this. And if the persistent village building is yeah. also... Because we didn't, you, we got to the village once, we did, did a run, and when you die on that run, it's like demo over. But I assume when you go back, there will be some persistent stuff that will help, like, give you a better starting position the next time you go into a run, things like that. I would assume so. And, and yeah. also, like, getting your, uh, getting more uh, cultists along the way. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that I, I wasn't super keen on about the um, indoctrinating new cultists... Like, you can change everything about them. Yeah, I... And that... I don't know why that rubbed me in a really yeah, weird way. I, same. I was like, I... Look, I feel like changing the colour of the character, that felt okay. Changing maybe if they had markings on them, that felt okay. Changing them to a completely different species of animal, mm, no, that felt weird and uh, mm, no. For, for me, like, changing their clothes, anointing them oh, with the, blood, yeah. seemed like perfectly fine. As soon as it was like, yeah, you can just make this a completely different animal, I was like, I I, I feel weirdly not okay about this I, and I cannot explain why. I mean, I, I think I can explain why for me. I think at least in part it's cult leader forcibly changes your body. Feels like, maybe maybe it's just because I'm trans that I got yeah, some maybe. weird, like, oh, if if I joined a cult and they were like, oh, you have to have this body now, I'd I'd be uncomfortable as fuck about that. You're a panda now, but I was a doe. You're a panda. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. My first one was a bunny, though, so I was like, oh. I'm, nev- I'm never changing you. I think mine was a little deer. Oh. Um, um, and, like, I was like, okay, and literally the first option, yeah. I think, is, is like, change 
like what that character yeah. is. Yeah, like, name Ooh. was another one you could change, and I was like, I don't feel right changing your name or what species of animal you are. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. Like, I think if you wanted to change them to like give them like a a slightly secty title, yeah. yeah. Like, but... like, call them sibling, whatever they used yeah, to be. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's it's a very promising demo, yeah. though. And that game's Obviously, out that, in, like all um... that stuff that we're we're talking about. Yeah. You don't have to do. <laughs> no, no. And like this, this game comes out. I think like in 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 August. So it's I think yeah. only a couple of months. Or it might even be sooner than Not that. Enough, maybe. Um, I might check the release date quickly. I think oh. it just says twenty twenty two right now. I believe it got a release date oh, during okay. E3 week. I might be wrong. It's not on the Steam page. Maybe it didn't. Uh, no, it still says 2022. I Oh, no. Uh, August 11th, 2022. Ooh. Yeah, so that's like less than two months. Mm-hmm. I thought there was... Yeah, there was one, I think, during the Devolver presentation at um, E3. Not enough people have updated it yet. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely one of the better demos I've played during E3 week. Yeah... Yeah. Uh, what else have you played? Uh, I've been playing other demos of stuff. Um, <laughs> I played a demo for a game called The Last Worker. Okay. Um, which again was another one of these E three ones. Um, you are basically playing the last human worker in an Amazon factory. Um, all of their warehouses have been automated, and you are basically the only human left doing the the menial work, who hasn't yet spoken up and complained about the working conditions and having to pee in bottles and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, eh, it's useful to have a human around in case anything breaks and we need to have a person look at it. Um, and the demo kind of gives like two little sections of like, it, it's clearly trying to not give too much of the story away. So mm. um, you start the game basically being Amazon warehouse worker in your little flying cart going around finding pa- uh, packages. Right. You've got a little gun that you can grab things off the shelf at a slight distance. Um, you've got a little GPS that will sort of lead you to your ne- next package. Mm-hmm. And the other bit of the demo is clearly more like, here is where the plot is going, which is you are sneaking around the facility after dark doing sort of light stealth gameplay trying to not get caught by automated machines that, like, because you were on the shop floor, the, the warehouse floor after hours, you will be seen as a threat. Uh, following around someone who is very clearly trying to go, hey, come have a look at the fucking horrors this huge corporation is doing and the huge amounts of destruction that they're, the company is based on, hmm. and trying to basically get you on side to tear them down from the inside yeah, yeah, yeah. via being the last human inside an Amazon warehouse. Um, The demo is, like, pretty short, and it doesn't give you much in the way of insight of, like, what the overall gameplay loop is going to be like, other than just, yeah, moving around and inhabiting the space. But the writing is pretty on point. It's well acted. It's got nice voice acting. Um, There's a few mechanics shown off, like, um, oh, a little robot has found you and is trying to raise an alarm, grab it with your box-grabbing gun and charge it up to, like, ping them across the other side of the warehouse and run away. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems intriguing, and it seems very polished in its presentation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's very clearly, like, someone has put a lot of effort into making sure this is very well made. Yeah. It intrigued me enough to want to play more, but I don't have a huge amount of things to say about it other than... I played it and it was enough for me to go, this is this is interesting, I want more. Hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? I played that Teenage Mutant Hero Tales. 
Um, Shredder's Revenge game. Yeah, I have yet to uh, give it a try. How 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 is Shredder's Revenge? It's okay. It isn't what I feared because I I'd heard some really early reviews from like a couple of months back almost. Going like yeah. I've played through the first three levels and I had access to four characters and it was all very samey. Yeah, it, and it felt too much like the old Konam- Konami arcade games. Yeah, which were, as we all know, just there to swallow your money. <laughs> and like, okay, the, the Donatello and Leonardo have a bit more reach, but that really is most of the difference between the cells. Yeah. At least with um, with uh, Shredder's Revenge, there are like actual techniques and moves. Mm. So you have um, your like you can like grab someone and throw them towards the screen. You can grow, grab someone and like toss them back and forward over your head, mm-hmm. uh, which again is one of the classic grapple moves from the arcades. You can like grab them and just toss them away. Uh, you have like a, a sliding kick thing. Mm. You have like jump attacks, you have rising attacks where you're like mm. uh, leaping into the air and smashing them, which is quite nice in large groups. Cause, like you'll yeah. smash one up in the air and then do like a down attack on the way down and kick like a couple of people in the face. Yeah. You can get like some really nice combos going. Um, the enemies, I, I really can't tell if it's the way they've done them or just the personality they've added to them. That makes them all feel really different. Okay. Like in the classic Turtles game, like you really felt like you were just fighting palette swapped foot Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally like the little whip droid things and the Mausers. Yeah. And in this, like, okay, you will fight a lot of purple foot clan and a lot yeah. of red foot clan and a lot of yellow foot clan and green and a different shade of green and some blue ones yeah. and some black ones and some white ones. Mm. But like you might have like you'll you walk onto the screen and there's just a couple of purple foot clans just playing Game Boy. Oh. Or there'll be you'll you'll be walking through like a mall area and there's just one in a little chef's chef's oh. hat standing behind like being a fry cook. Oh. Um or or they'll just be like standing around reading newspapers or, or yeah. having their own little lives. It almost feels like the turtles are causing more problems. Yeah, from the like obviously the the um, cutscenes between levels don't indicate that at all. But if if you took yeah. those away, it really feels like the turtles are causing the problems. Here. Yeah. Oh, we're just sitting around doing. The- oh shit! Turtles came what? for us. Oh come on. <sighs> um. Yeah, and you you've got obviously like different ones. Like the blue ones will often have swords. They will attack in particular ways. They come up often enough. You've got uh, dark green ones with spears. Hmm. You've got, I think, light green ones with a different, uh, like a javelin or something. Hmm. Um, there's a like a lot of different weapons, uh, lots of different styles of attacks. There's black ones that have got psi, hmm. and they're, they're quite sneaky to get around. The blue ones jump a lot. Hmm. Like, they'll very often, like, appear above your head, and you'll have, like, a couple of seconds to roll out the way. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, like the, yeah. just the fact that you have like a rolling dodge, yeah. or oh, you've been damaged and knocked down, you can roll out of the way to yes. get straight back up just, again. Just modern gameplay mechanics that help to make it feel a bit more up to date. There's like 21 moves that it talks you through before you start yeah. a game. I think you can disable that, but it's yeah. like, hey, before we start, here are the 21 things you can learn to do 
most of them are fairly simple. Like the most basic one is hit a, the basic attack button four times. Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you, you like you can get away through through that game button mashing, yeah. but you'll probably get more out of it by actually like going in and um, like l- slowly uh, yeah. adding more things to your repertoire from mm. that. And you're encouraged to do that at least in um, campaign mode. Yeah. Because th- there are two modes. There are is the classic arcade, which is you've mm. got a limited number of lives, a limited number of continues. Go for it. Try yeah. and do all the levels in one marathon. There's no saving. There's no checkpoints. Just do it like you would if you were playing an arcade game. And the other one is here is a map. You can go and do the levels. You can go and redo levels. Yeah. There are missions to do in each of the levels. So it might be like... Uh, do this mo- particular move on yeah. this type of enemy three times. Yeah. You'll get some points and you will, might end up getting like an extra move or mm. an extra attack bar yeah. or uh, extra um, health. Just, just making it more of a traditional linear narrative ge- sort of game. Yeah, a little bit more like... Um, a home like, console like, game. <laughs> like, more like, a, like a, an ARPG, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, there'll be things in levels where you'll be... Like, you'll start picking up a particular type of item, and you might not even have the person those items are for yet. Yeah. But it's like, uh, one of the first ones you get is, like, I found this guy in the um, the first level. The first level is the um, like the TV studio, mm. and you'll find, like, your J. J. Jonah Jameson type guy. <laughs> yes. He wants copies of all of his original press stories, so go yeah. and find three newspapers scattered throughout levels. Yeah. And then go back to him, get a number of points. Those points will be experienced to, to earn towards new things. Somebody else wants a bunch of diaries returns to them, mm. and you're finding not only the characters that want all these things, but also the things they want. And yeah. luckily it tells you like how many secrets are in each level. So you can go, oh yeah, I've definitely done all of these things in here. It's it's good. It's fun. I think it's fun enough. It's a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, I you were going in very like not expecting to have a great time. Yeah, and the only problem I've had with it so far is I'm pretty sure I was on the final boss and the batteries died on my controller. Oh. I replaced them, and it kept saying it just would not reconnect my controller at all. Oh, no. Uh, like, it was flashing, and then just saying controller disconnected. Oh. And I was like, oh, maybe the batteries didn't charge, because they're, like, just rechargeable double A's. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I played all the way through Cult of the Lamb today yeah. with the same batteries without even thinking about it. Um, so that kind of put me off, so... I don't know if that's going to be something that somebody fixes, that if mm. controllers get disconnected, they won't reconnect for some reason. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's the only gripe I've had with it so far. If that's the only gripe you've had, you, that's a pretty good review. And I went in really pessimistic. Yeah. So. Yay. Uh, what about you? Uh, very quick one. Uh, Fall Guys is out on the Switch now. Uh, free to play. Uh, I played some of it. A uh, couple, couple of quick thoughts. It plays perfectly well on Switch. Uh, the major compromise that's been made is that in the first couple of rounds where there are like the maximum 60 people still in, in, in the match, uh, players who are not you will have their frame rate considerably low lowered. Um, you will be at perfectly full speed, but you'll occasionally have people around you um, a little bit sort of... Um, Slightly more flick, but bu- flick booky as they move. Uh-huh. Um, 
And like it is isn't cause problems when they start attacking you? Uh no, it is like it is generally like it's it's well enough that like even if they're not doing the animations of the running, they're all in the correct place at the right time and like you know where everyone is and like that is handled mm. fine. It's just they've decided to animate on fewer frames while keeping them in the correct positions. And it's a little distracting at first if you've played a lot of Fall Guys on other platforms. I got over it very quickly. Mm. Um, if you are just looking to play Fall Guys on a handheld, yeah, this is a t- this is a totally a, a, a really good way to uh, to play it with that caveat in mind. And like once you get a round or so in, and the numbers have shrunk a bit, like it it lessens and it lessens as you go through. And it's clearly just a compromise for you're in the starting block of 60 and we don't want to animate 60 original characters at the same time mm. because that would slow the experience down and we want to make sure you're going at full speed. Mm. Um, the other thing I want to vaguely talk about is because it's gone to being free to play, a um, couple of things. If you bought it as a, pu- a purchased product before it went free to play, you get a bunch of cosmetics for free, which is pretty nice. Is that true across the board? Um, that is true across the board. Okay. If you bought it on any platform, you can now play... Like, uh, there's cross-progression. So let's say you bought it on PC or on um, on PlayStation. All of the cosmetics you unlocked on those will transfer over. Okay. And you will get a bunch of new stuff for uh, having purchased it. They'll give you a bunch of extra cosmetics. So, like, okay. all of my PlayStation progress and unlocks and cosmetics carried over to the Switch just fine. Mm. Got a bunch of extra stuff as a thank you. Um... But it is important to note that, like, when that game wasn't free to play, there was no way to spend real money to unlock the fancy outfits. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there is. <gasps> you can now, because it's a free to play game, spend money on a virtual currency to purchase a cosmetic from the shop. That being said, it's not as bad as a lot of free to play games in that it only has one battle pass and it's free and everyone has access to it and you don't need to pay for access to the battle pass okay. and there's no way to pay to go faster through the battle pass and there's a decent amount of stuff to unlock for free in the battle pass. Mm. So it is still like... And there's still cosmetics that you can purchase with the in- in-game and currency and by winning matches you can still unlock stuff. So you don't, None of the stuff is you have to pay for it. Yeah. But there is now that little thing that I know for some people is going to be a problem which is there is a thing you could go and pay money to have that outfit right now. Mm. And that is now an element of the game to be aware exists. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that was concerning me most about this news was the fact that they delisted it from Steam and I bought it on Steam. So so my understanding is that if you bought it on Steam, if you now go to Epic and download it there, you will get all of your stuff you had on Steam and the like. thank you for having purchased it mm. here is all... Uh, here's a bunch of extra stuff to say thank you. Should all carry more over. stuff on Epic. Ugh. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not even in, in the school of... Because I think they're both pretty much as bad as each other yeah. as far as companies uh, go. But also just like... Uh, this is one more that being said, go. side note, if you have it on Steam, I believe you can still download it and play it on Steam. You just Steam. can't buy it. That's... You just can't buy it okay. now on Steam. But I believe this is the situation is if you already bought it on Steam, you can still play it through Steam. Okay. Um, which is nice. Just don't make my life more hassle. Yeah, I I, I get it though. It's <laughs> Epic bought the devs. So yeah, I get yeah. why Epic would want to do that. But uh, I believe you can still play the Steam version just fine if you purchased it when it was on Steam. I don't even play it that much, but no. like, I think whenever a game is like, I bought this, 
and yeah, but now we're really restricting it because of yeah. the way it changed hands. Like, um, Rocket League, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're changing that. some things. Cool. Like, I don't mind that it's free to play. I'm glad more people will play yeah. the game. But also, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm happy about this coming to Switch mainly because, like, I can't play this on Steam Deck at the moment because, oh. um... Because the Steam Deck runs on Linux and there's no dual, dual booting, so I can't dual boot for Windows currently. Mm. A lot of games that have online multiplayer that have DRM, um, like anti-cheat mm. stuff, don't play nice with Linux. No. Uh, so they just won't let you play on Linux for a bunch of stuff. So like Fall Guys is one I can't play on the Steam Deck. And I'm like, you know what? I like Fall Guys and I will happily take an opportunity to be able to like second screen play it while doing something else. Yeah. And that Switch version... It's gonna take a second. You're gonna have your first couple of rounds go. That person next to me slideshow in a bit. It's not like a big issue. Yeah. Um. And I think of all the compromises they could make to keep it running well, I think that was a sensible compromise. Hmm. Um. But yeah. What about you? You played anything else this week? Um. Oh yes. Uh. So we started playing through uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. You say started playing through. We played through most of we it in like one two sitting. Of the way through. Right, yeah. We've got like two dungeons three. in the final dungeon. Yeah. So three total left to do. Yep. We did most of that in a day. Yep. That continues to be a really good video game, even if there are a couple of bullshit moments in it. There are a couple of bullshit moments, and I weirdly I've been found finding this harder than playing it with a randomizer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, because I've pl I played it like three times, maybe four times through on the yeah. randomizer a couple of years ago, like in really quick succession, and I got quite good at like know where all the secret things are, uh, like know where all the like lesser known chests yeah. are, because you have to go through them because that might be that one chest that's got a particular sword yes, that yeah. you need, or like one particular item that's completely blocking blocking yeah. progress. Like where can I get to right now? Hmm. Yeah, and and the thing about those randomizers is they are like mathematically worked out to you can always do it. Yeah, you can always do it. It just might be really tricky. So it's been kind of weird going. I don't have this thing yet. It'd be really handy for this exact moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's been it's been fun going through yeah. it again. It's been nice to see it again. Even though we have been like doing oh. silly voices through a lot of the cutscenes, we've we've been doing silly voices through the cutscenes, and we've been abusing the rewind function to oh, fuck like, yeah. like yeah, I I I want to play through and I want to remind myself of this game. I don't want to spend too long doing it. Yeah. I just want I a nice have the experience. I don't yeah. I don't want to like bang my head against the ice. I parts. want a nice little whistle stop visit to go. Yep, that was a link to the past because yep. we've we've we both individually played it lots of times. We've never oh, yeah. played it together. That's true, yeah, and it's just like one more in our uh, collection of yeah. we we we're slowly playing through. We're the playing Zelda them games. all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's that's going pretty well so far. Yeah. I, I'm excited to, to to wrap that up in a in an afternoon at some mm. point. Yeah. Um. You, the only other thing I can think that we've played was we played some more Clank Acquisitions Incorporated with our because we finally had some free time to go and see our local game group. We did. Um. This is the first time we've played it since the, the last incident. time we played it. The incident and like, it, it it's funny to joke about it as the incident, but like I think we talked about it on this show before. We had a bit of a rocky time last time we played yes. in that, um. It is a cooperative but also competitive game, and 
we struggled a little with the group we played with at knowing where that line was of what is fair game to snipe from other players and what is not, and what is friendly competitiveness and what is that just felt like kind of a dick move to do. And like we did, as we talked about previously on the show, we uh, before we even started, we had a conversation about where we stand on that thing. Like, hey, I am perfectly happy for this to be a competitive thing, but I, I need to understand that that is the case because if that is the case, I am not willing to make a sacrifice for the team. Yeah. For the team to then go, ah, fuck you. Yeah. And and I think we found that balance in the playing a few more games and particularly having the example we had in our head from the last time we played, which was someone grabbing a quest that would have made sense for someone else narratively and then not even going and completing the quest and that being a whole thing. Where I think I think we this time round had that sort of oh this would make sense for you and everyone just sort of let things be for the people where it's like oh that makes sense for you we'll leave that but we'll yeah. be competitive about like we're the obviously trying to get the most amount of gold yeah. we might buy a backpack and get like an extra artifact out yeah. of the dungeon but we're not going to be like oh you have a personal goal to, to... unlock a shrine yeah well. I'm going to go to that place that we know absolutely 100% is a shrine, and then we're going to fuck you over. Yeah, like, oh, we know for a fact that location is a thing you need for your personal objective. We'll leave that location for you. Weirdly, we found two other shrines in the process, but that was entirely accidental. Exactly. You didn't deliberately snipe the thing someone else needed, but, like, equally, haha, I got the backpack and I went and got the two highest value things. That's, That's fair game. Like, but I think we were still also being, like, oh, I'm not going to deliberately buy healing things when someone at the table clearly needs healing more than me. There yeah. was, And there was one of... point when we agreed to just say, hey, we can pass a healing potion. I have a healing potion I don't need and my friend needs a healing potion. Can I give them a... I, I don't know what... I don't care what the rules say. Table, can I give them a healing potion? Yeah. And we were happy to yeah. do that and it made the game way more fun. Yeah. Um, because I... I mean, it felt really early in the mission. Yes, that was the thing. Was like not only because that would have brought the dragon down upon us like repeatedly, but, but just the fact that they would have been sat there for potentially yeah. quite a long time. That's that's just going. I have yeah. nothing to do. Exactly. I feel like it's it's the it's the DMing uh, tabletop game yes. thing. Of sometimes you fudge the number to make sure everyone at the table has fun, fun, yeah, and gets most of the way to the end of the session. Yeah. Like, um, I'm all for peril, but yeah. like, you you don't kill someone then, off ten minutes into the mission yeah. and then have everyone else continue to go on the mission. And I mean, it's not like we took away the peril. That player was healed for two points of health and was still two points of health away from death. Yes. Like, they were still 80% of the way to death. They made it out in the end, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they, they did Only just about, very much by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> yeah. But it, it brought the peril back. It put them perilously close to death again. They had their near miss. They got, what, two extra rounds? Which yeah. Was just enough? Just enough to, to keep going. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I very much am enjoying this now we've gotten that question sort of on, yeah. out the way. Yeah. And we're all on the same page how we're playing it. Yeah. I, am, I am glad we were able to have the conversation and it be a thing. Yeah. And, and we agreed on a level of, yes, we're happy to, like... Yeah do this thing but ultimately we have agreed that the big bad thing in the book that we're all trying to avoid 
we are all avoiding together. Yeah, we are all avoiding together and we're not fucking each other over each other's personal goals or story beats that seem tailor-made for people. Yes. But like, I'll sure buy that broomstick that everyone at the table wants and fuck you all, I'm having it. And I will, you know, point out to players who might be struggling a bit because perhaps there was a lot of gin involved (laughs) uh, um, and be like, hey, uh, if you do this thing first... You can have enough money to buy that thing. Yeah. And and things will yeah. be better for you. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to... I want everyone to have the best play, the best point scoring game they can have. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to play more than that. It was really nice to hang out with our gaming group again. Because yeah. it's, it's been ages because we've been so busy. We have. But we've we finally got weekends as a thing again somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time to fill them up. Yay! <laughs> uh, what have you played? Anything else? Uh, the main thing I've played is I've been playing. I played Street Fighter Six. You did. You did. I the, did the fighty streets. I went. I went to Capcom's offices. I went. Hey, I've heard some interesting things about accessibility. Can I come play your game in your office? And they were like, Yeah, sure, come play. So I played an hour of Street Fighter Six. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, the reason I was intrigued by it is I I love one-on-one fighting games in theory. But there's two reasons I struggle to play them in any kind of competent manner, usually. Um, I am no good at remembering combos, and my hands are no good at executing combos reliably, particularly when quarter-circle inputs are involved. The quarter-circles were less of a problem for me than half-circles. Oh, it, it's having to go between quarter-circles and half-circles fucks with my brain. I like, I, the, the original Street Fighter, I could never get half circles even with a control stick yeah um and i only just like keyboards is uh, weirdly the easiest way i've ever yeah. found to do quarter circles because it's just the way yeah. you skip your fingers across two buttons right uh and like i've talked about before like the only real fighting games i've ever felt like particularly competent in have been super smash brothers mm-hmm. because all these special moves are just tied to be in a direction yeah or the 3ds port of street fighter 4 where you could map special moves and super moves to touchscreen buttons. Um, and funny, I should mention those two examples. There is a control scheme in Street Fighter VI uh, called Modern Mode mm-hmm. that reduces a little bit of the top-end complexity of what you can technically do with a character. There's a couple of things you will miss out on. But in the process, it completely gets rid of combos, quarter-and-half-circle inputs. It becomes a much easier to execute um, control scheme that is a lot more like Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, th- instead of having six buttons paired to uh, heavy kick, uh, heavy punch, medium kick, medium punch, light kick, light punch, you now just have three heavy, medium, la- uh, heavy, medium, and light, and it from context decides on p- punch or kick for you. Uh, you have a special button, uh, triangle on PlayStation, it functions like the B button in Smash. You press that to do a special, press it with a direction to modify which special you do. Your supers are triangle and square with a directional modifier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just have a couple of things on the, the triggers. You've got uh, grab on L2, um, R2 you can hold to be like a combo modifier. So your yeah. heavy, light and medium will do a, a pre-programmed combo when you mash them. Mm. Uh, L1 is a special kind of new hit that does a big paint splash effect, and R1 is a a block that will, you know, block all incoming damage, but it uses up a meter. Mm. And that's it. And, like, I could get a lot into a lot of the intricacies of this and, like, AA this week that will be up or is already up, depending on when you're listening to this. 
gets into a lot more of the specifics on it, but like for the sake of losing out on a couple of special moves from your options list and a little bit of flexibility lost in what your heavy, medium, or light attacks or combos are, the trade-off is it's really easy to execute on things on a technical level and therefore you can just focus on what do I want to do in this moment, not focusing on how do I do it. Um, and that made a real difference to, to how I felt playing. Like, I often end up falling back on button mashing in these kind of games because I either in the heat of the moment can't remember how or like what combo I need to do to do an attack, or I can't rely on doing it fast enough that the game recognises it as an input string. Mm. Now, oh yeah, I, I see someone jumping towards me and they're in the air and they're vulnerable. I just press triangle and I do a Hadouken and I catch them as they land. I want to do a, 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 a big a big flurry of kicks, down and triangle, done. Um, I felt a lot more like I was freed up to actually engage with the strategy of what I was doing and to feel competent playing. And I was playing against someone who was using a fighting stick in the traditional set of controls. Mm -hmm. I was holding my own just fine. I was yeah. like, I, I recognize that like tournament level play, there are like, that's never going to be a way of playing at tournament level because the fact that your opponent knows you've got fewer moves at your disposal means that they have fewer things they need to think about countering mm. and they have more moves they can do that you are probably not prepared for. And like, yeah, at the top end of the top end, I do not have as much available to me as a professional player, but I'd also... I'd be curious to know how that actually works out in practice. Genuinely, I'm very curious. Like, I think, I think for like... It, up to the sort of like, yeah, I play Street Fighter and I feel pretty good at it level. I think even up to that level, like modern control really feels like it's going to hold its own pretty darn well. Because like, as much as you obviously have a few fewer things at your disposal, you're also able to react a little faster. Because when you just have to press triangle to do Hadoken, you don't have to do more than one input. Mm you can fire off things a little quicker than your opponent can, in some cases even. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm really kind of fascinated by this, and I hope it it gets picked up by people, because like I really was kind of impressed by this. I might play a Street Fighter for the first time in right, 20 years. <laughs> right, give me a Street Fighter that plays like Smash, and I might play, I might actually play a lot of a Street Fighter. Like, there's only two fighting games I've ever really got into and played multiplayer. Hmm. Um, like, I love Mortal Kombat as a kid, yeah. but I couldn't play it with other people, and yeah. I couldn't play the arcade versions because they were deliberately designed to fuck you over. Yup. Um, but, like, Smash I've played yeah. uh, with, with friends, and the other, weirdly the other thing I played was Killer Instinct Gold on the N64. I bought a pre-owned copy from Game Station one summer, yeah. And it had everything un unlocked already. Oh, nice. And because it was cartridge, you could just get the game and it would have all the things. Yeah. Um. So it had ludicrous speed unlocked. Ooh. Which meant that I somehow, by not having to do holds for very long, like you just yeah. like slightly longer than a press, slightly longer than a press, I could fucking kick the shit out of people with Sable Wolf. Yeah, I got really good with Sable Wolf. Yeah, well, but only at ludicrous speed. I yeah. couldn't play at anything less. Yeah, like there, there is something really nice about being able to just go like, "Oh, I'm playing as Ryu. Triangle is Stoken. 
uh, triangle and forward is is um, is um, I'm sure you can yeah. like it's literally just triangle and direction. Like the the furthest it gets off of that complexity wise, uh, at least for the four characters I tried, is Chun Li had one move where you have to hold back before you press triangle mm-hmm. rather than doing them at the same time. That was the furthest it was like oh yeah charge charge by holding back then press triangle. Yeah. Nothing more complicated than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I've looked at the footage that you've yeah. sent me and the like, the breakdown of of how those moves worked. And yeah, I I seriously think this might be a, a Street yeah. Fighter that I give a go again. Yeah. Partly because those splash moves look great. Oh yeah, so like, there's this new meter called the impact. Uh, it, drive, think, drive. Uh, drive meter. Yes, it, it's drive impact is the attack. Um, so you've got two things which you map to your L one and R one, and L one is big flashy attack that if it like it'll have priority over most moves so if you like if you clash with someone else your drive impact probably wins mm. and then it does a big paint splash effect as it hits them and does a big hit um very vibrant but it uses up this uh, this drive meter uh but you've also got drive parry which is just a complete and utter damage doesn't hurt you block grabs can still get you uh but anything else just does zero damage to you including like super moves the if you block attacks with it that builds your your meter back up but if you're holding that down and not being hit it is draining your meter slightly Mm. um that paint effect is so gorgeous yeah and it adds a real nice vibrancy to a game that for the most part they've taken a lot of that um, bright anime yeah. colouring out they, of. They've gone a bit like hyper real, very detailed, but those paint splashes kind of keep it... I mean, like, yeah. it still has uh, a lot of that fantastical stuff. Like, the proportions are obviously yeah. a, bit, a bit different, especially like Granad Ryu. <laughs> yes. Um, and, um, like, uh, some of the character proportions, obviously some of the way the characters move. Uh, who's the... The drunken master guy. Oh, I've completely forgotten his name off the top of my head. But I, yes, I really enjoyed. Like, obviously, his coloring really helps pop yeah. out of some of the backgrounds as well. Um, but like that, that that whole splash thing, a game that can in a lot of places be quite dark. Yeah. Or a little bit like uh, low saturation in places. Yes. It really adds like a pot, a really oh. nice splash of color across the screen, and then it sort of sits there, almost like blood on the floor for a little while, yeah. and then it sort of slowly dries up. Uh, and if you use up that whole meter and leave yourself with none, you go grayscale. I hadn't noticed until, that. Until it comes, until you like have time to rest and for it to slowly come back. Yeah. You're just completely washed of, washed oh, no. from colour because you used up all your paint. No, I've used up um, my paint. Uh, I like that it slows down as though that hit is about to hit. Because if you do, if both players try and do a drive impact attack at each other at almost the same time, it'll slow right down and you'll go... Ah, this one was uh, slightly later, so this one takes priority. So this is your photo finish. Yeah, moment. you do your photo finish, photo finish, and that one goes through. Oh wow! It's oh, it's satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I I genuinely am interested in playing Street Fighter yeah. more than I have been in a while. I want this control scheme to come to like Mortal Kombat, and I yeah. want new. Well, I mean, it's it's coming things. it's coming to other fighting games like um, I think the most recent Blaze Blue has a very similar fighting scheme to this, which is like anime one-on-one fighting game i've never heard of um, that series it's um it's made by arc system works who are known for making like very technically proficient anime fighting games okay. um but yeah i believe the most recent one of that or it might have been the most recent guilty gear is one of mm. one of those that had there's a color game that's vibrant <laughs> yeah that had a very similar control scheme to this it mm. seems like developers are finally catching up on 
more people might play your game if there is not such a fucking terrifying barrier yeah. to playing your game. And also, maybe you won't burn out all of your fucking esports champions by the time they're 25. Yeah, yeah. By not forcing them to have to do super fast inputs. Yeah. <laughs> maybe your esports skill system will be, like, way more interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, Street Fighter 6, pretty, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Well then, uh, have you anything else? I think that's most of it. I played a couple of other games that were a bit eh, uh, so I'll leave it here. Uh, well then. Leave it eh. <laughs> well then, <laughs> time, time for this. this. Bloody disgusting, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely... Bloody disgusting, bloody right? Disgusting. We have our bloody health inspection, right? Right. We've been serving this community for 45 years, and has anyone died... Not recently. Not, not this week. Not no. not technically inside the building. No, we're never inside the building. No. We pride ourselves on that. Never yeah. inside the building. And even if they did, we never left them on the counter for more than a week. That anyone that can one prove. Time. Exactly. Right? And they come round here and they've given us a one-star health rating. How oh, no, they do that? A one-star health rating. Oh, what are we supposed to do? Skim the chip pans? Well, just get rid of all that flavour. What are we meant to do? Wash our hands after going in the bathroom? What? We're not pick our nose while we're, while we're working? How will I be able to sm- smell if the food's done? And what if I've got like an itchy crack? Exactly! Oh, scratch me crack, give it a sniff, get back on. Smells just smells alright enough. Exactly, you got you got, you got to check it, ain't you? That's, that's, that's medical stuff, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Got to make sure, you know... Can't go wasting the doctor's time. Give yourself a little sniff. If it's all right, get on with oh. it. And and um, are we just supposed to do that? Are we? We just yeah. after forty years of tra- traditional cooking, we 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 fry the eggs in at least two inches of fat, and and we fry the sausages after that in at least much, two inches of fat. After that much fat, how's anything gonna stay alive that was that's bad in there? Exactly. We're just gonna burn the bad heat, off it. Heat burns everything off, so you know. We get the lard, we get more lard, we just use the same lard. And so what if the lard's burnt? Right? Yeah. So what if there's lard all over the floor and it's a trip hazard? You know, that's part of the fun. You know, the kiddies yeah. love skating along here, even if they do occasionally crack their head on the on the like the, the low bit with where you put yeah. your tray along on the front of the, yeah. the till there, you know? And, and and so what if a lot of people suffer from coronary heart disease as a result of, you know, coming here and eating our incredibly deep fried Waffle hot dog sausage burger. Oh, it's fucking woke liberal bullshit, isn't woke it? Woke liberal bullshit. Covered in a layer of fine mist. More on that later. But first, sea turtles have formed a giant mech out of ocean plastic and are attacking the highest polluting areas in the world. If you happen to see the plasty turtle on the horizon, it's already too late. There's no point running, there's no point hiding, plasty turtle is coming for you. In interviews, the turtles have stated that they got the idea from watching 5-minute craft videos and reruns of Blue Peter, at which point they realised all they needed was a bunch of plastic junk and a hot glue gun and nothing could stop them. And now it's over to Invisible Bob with the weather. Hello! Hi there, Future Jane here. Um, basically, this entire section we discuss the TV show The Boys which is horribly problematic and content warnings for um sexual assault animal abuse if if you're feeling a bit sensitive i would skip forward about 15 minutes and uh enjoy the skits that follows the things we watch section enjoy the rest of the show so what have you put in your eyes 
we put a few things in our eyes together. Not a huge um, number of things in the eyes, really. Yeah. Um, well, we, we watched a few things. We we started watching The Boys. We started watching The Boys with five episodes. With five episodes boys. deep into The Boys. Uh, how, <laughs> yeah, how, how, how Five how, deep in The Boys. How are you f- feeling being five deep in The Boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not what I expected. Um... I think part of that is obviously the news, news that's broken recently of, about of right-wing boys being like really upset that the, the clearly a fascist turned out to be a fascist. So here's the <laughs> thing. I've been reading a bit more into that and going, okay, what are they actually upset about? And it seems like it's a lot of right-wing types that were holding out hope that this big America, symbol of America, there was going to be a reason for all of the things he did and they were all going to have turned out to be for the greater good and ultimately for the best and that maybe he had some tragic backstory that explained things. And there was a lot of, yes, but but he's he's doing it for America and to be able to strong police America which America needs, which like I imagine, if you're someone who fucking like loves the nightlies, the cops and the real military, line type, then. yeah, you can be like, well, of course he uh, he had to let that horrible thing happen. It was to for the greater good of America. Episode um, three, or yeah, four, right. Like I, the the fact there are human beings that didn't instantly go, that's a monstrous thing to do. That's indefensible. Is like, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's jealous of a baby. He's jealous of a baby. <laughs> Uh, so for anyone who's never seen this, this is uh, Don't Give Amazon Any Money. It's an Amazon-funded uh, show uh, about a world where superheroes exist. And it I feel like it's very clearly meant to be a critique on... Marvel? On, I mean, a little bit, but like... <laughs> and I, DC, I guess. I feel like it's very much like um, giving people the kind of absolute power you give them when they're, say... Uh, cops, politicians, things like mm. that is a very corrupting force. Yeah. And the sort of commodification and marketing that goes behind public image of making shitty people seem better than they are mm. um, through the lens of some superheroes have done some bad shit and we have a non-superhero that wants to do something about it. I think the the thing that makes me specifically think of Marvel is the way Marvel constantly cozies up with the US military. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like a critique of that, almost. I, now, I've heard awful things about the comic books, like yeah. if you are interested in this don't show read and have comics, gone, don't read don't, the comics, don't. they're worse in so many ways, apparently. Like, Ma- more racist, more sexist, more misogynistic, definitely more homophobic. They're just less interesting from what I've heard. Like, like, a lot of the things that make this show interesting are original to the show and not from the source material. Um... But like, it it is it is definitely not an easy watch. It is an intense watch. Oh, yeah. It is a heavy watch. But like, I think it's so far been quite good at, da- at tackling with like some emotionally complicated characters. Mm. Um, I think largely that has been thanks to the presence of some of the female superheroes who have been put in shitty situations and are trying to deal with how how do I deal with this fucking situation that is around me and it, it was giving me strong early game of thrones vibes like could we get past the rape scenes please yeah yeah and like i'm glad it seems that's out the way yeah um but like i i feel like it is very much a critique of of powerful men and the abuses they do and 
trying to stop them from just failing upwards and becoming more powerful and more loved the more shitty and fascist they are. Mm. And not letting them get away with being shitty fascist shitbag men. Mm. Playing very much to the Christian right. Yeah, yeah. That is no accident. There is a lot of um a lot of critique of like the fundamental hypocrisy in a lot of right wing yeah. stuff. It's um, it's I it's been I, I think I would have gone off this show a lot quicker if it wasn't for characters like Starlight. Yes. Who is like new character in and she's having a really bad time and she's really torn about the whole situation. Yeah. And uh, that this isn't exactly what she'd always dreamed of as a kid. Yeah. And her being able to sort of go, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Because otherwise it could very easily just be, yeah, we're doing this. We do these things. Yeah. These are the things we do. I I think it helps that we've got We've got a group of people trying to push back against, like, their unchecked power. We've got people within that uh, institution going, Oh, God, I didn't realise it was going to be like this. What do I do about it? Um, I I knew that I was probably going to get on well with this show when I think it was the first or second episode um, started being critical of uh, police qualified immunity. Mm. Uh, you can't get you can't get legally in trouble for damage you do while on the job mm. um you are not legally culpable for people you kill while you are doing your job yes and like that's like okay yeah that's that's a that is a thing you're tackling quite head on you're not playing around in the kiddie pool here yeah and the, and the fact that it does feel like it's not always it doesn't always feel like it's handled in, in the best way like, this show is grim and dark yeah. and gritty and miserable as fuck a lot of time. And But it does actually feel like it's going, but that, that's bad. Yes. For it, the most part. It feels like it's not taking, it, it's not stopping going, we're not just going to uncritically show this, we're going to be like, that is a problem that needs stopping. Yeah. Um, And I think... I think that it has so far done a good job of it is being it's maybe being a bit, a bit in your face and a bit shock value to get some of those points across yeah. but they're also points that do exist in the real world and are important to talk about like mm. the like a lot of the stuff like where we're currently at in the show is about like the attempted um, militarization of uh, of individuals mm. and like shouldn't shouldn't we be allowed to be more connected to the military and have more access to military mm. um the ability to not have to go up a chain of command to be allowed to do big amounts of killings because without much are, oversight we, we are weapons we yeah and like a lot of it feels like yep that is that is currently where america's at huh um it's like the american empire what yeah i am definitely interested to watch more yes um i will probably need to take breaks this is not a show i think i could easily just be like yeah i'll binge this <laughs> yeah it, it is and I, I i will say i think it's gotten easier to watch like its first episode in particular was a lot yes and once you get past that first one it settles a, a, a bit episode three has some different kind of intensity going on yeah but like even there's uh the thing that happens with the deep uh trying to do a good thing. Oh. 
Yeah. That feels like a particular type of almost family guy-esque humour that is kind of jarring. It felt like they were trying to add levity to the story. Yeah. But it was just done in a... I don't know how else to say this. Like, a really boyish way. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like the kind of things... That thing that... 14-year-old boys at my high school would have been like, I saw this thing, it's brilliant, and they did the thing, I, and then, ha-ha, I, the dolphin. That is the sole example I can think of where there was a use of violence that didn't really exist to critique anything or any bad action going on. I don't think The Deep was doing anything particularly bad, and I think that... That whole scene like, is just weird as fuck. That like, whole scene, yeah, that whole scene is weird as fuck. But like, it's 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 a use of violence that wasn't making some grander point, and I think that is the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I, and also, like, I didn't know. Are we supposed to suddenly feel sympathy for the deep because of like trying to I do mean, a good thing? I, but also, I like, don't feel sympathy because I don't, and I yeah. Won't. I after episode one, I will never feel sympathy for that no. fucker. No, uh, I, I, yeah, I really couldn't tell where they were going that, but it really felt like this is the sort of thing that someone would have talked about having seen on TV the night before yeah. in high school and like just laughing about yeah. it hysterically for I months. Mean, I, I feel like very clearly the strongest character in this that they have the best idea of what they're actually trying to do with this Homelander. Because, like, yeah. I feel like of... I don't know, I think Starlight is... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Starlight on the positive side, but I mean, of the of the shitty men in the superhero yeah. squad, um... I, I feel like Homelander has the clearest, like, oh, you are, if Captain America's very pro-America, very Christian values personality was taken to the current American extreme of that rather than a... But he's nice that Marvel has done with it and going, yeah, Christian, Christian Wright ain't always so great in America. If Donald Trump Jr. was Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely like, he, he is a very clear analog for a very clear thing. Yes. And they are being very effective with telling his particular story. His has been very... It's felt very focused what they're trying to do with him. I mean, we have obviously spent a lot of time with him, and I think it seems like we're going to continue to. Yeah. Um, is it Minerva? Uh, uh, yes, the, the one that was in episode three. The Wonder with, Woman analogue. Yes, the Wonder Woman analogue. Um, like, I feel like they're trying to flesh her out a bit more now. Yes. Um, we're getting some some backstory, some history stuff. Yeah. We've had the sort of growing tension between her and um, Homelander already. Yeah. And, like, what do you do when someone that powerful is that much yeah. of a fucking it's, creeper? It's it's that fucking problem of, like, uh, why are there no good people in the cops? Because they're either afraid of people more powerful above them, or they do stand up to powerful people above them and they don't stay cops very long. Mm. It's... That feels very much like her early yeah. thing is how do you be a good person in a situation like that where power is not on your side necessarily? A great imbalance at work. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's There's lots of imbalance in this. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of very interesting things this show is trying to do, even if it's not always 100% hitting the mark how it's doing it. Yeah. And I'm willing to keep giving it a shot because I think it's hitting 
more than it's missing. Yeah. If nothing else, I'm curious. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I am disgusted by it. It is not a boring watch. No. And even when I'm disgusted by it, I generally feel like I'm being disgusted for a purpose. Yeah. 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 I'm not bothered by the gore, and there is a decent amount of gore in this show. Um... That doesn't necessarily, for the most part, that doesn't seem to be particularly gratuitous yeah. even. But like, yeah, it is disgusting, but it's talking about things that are disgusting. Yeah. And you should be disgusted by those things. Yeah. But I almost wish we had some more heroic heroes on one side or the other. I, I even the group that are trying to be their downfall are... I feel like I feel like we're building up to having at least one decent person on on that team, on both of them perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting watch for sure. Didn't pay Bezos for it, so nope. Uh, what about you? What have you watched? Um, that's been it, really. Like, it's not been a watch-heavy week. I've mostly been. Um, just going for walks and enjoying the sunshine, except when it's at an insufferable degree. Yeah. I listen to a lot of music, but we'll get to that later. I, I haven't watched a lot either, because I've been trying to get through my list of stuff I have to be playing for work purposes, and that's You've been sort a busy, of, busy bean. I've been a busy, busy bean. I've been playing a lot of work games that have been eating up my time and, mm-hmm. you know, doing, doing works, but started watching a new show that is definitely interesting. Yeah. Uh, well then, time for this. Oh, I've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you play video games? I have been known to play video games. And do you like achieving the things in the video games and unlocking things and getting new stuff? I mean, that does that does set the dopamine off in the brain, and I do have a chronic lack of dopamine. And do you have a requirement for other things in the world, such as goods and services? I mean, I do, yeah. I My whole life isn't video games. What if, while paying for goods and services, mm-hmm. you could be accumulating achievement points? I'm concerned. Tell me more. Well, try the thegamercreditcard.lol.net. Oh. You can accumulate vast amounts of debt with a, a typical APR of 1,337%. Oh, oh, that's a reference. It's a gamer number, isn't it? I've not seen that reference in a few years. Jeez. Yeah. Um, you can get a typical APR of that and, and rack up game achievement points that you can use to... to yeah, um, ga- basically gamify your spiral into overspending. This seems like the worst fucking idea the planet's ever had. I I do not need I do not need g- gamification to encourage me to spend money I don't have. You had it here first. Don't. I I whatever you do, don't go to gamercreditcard.lol.net. Don't sign up for their thing. Don't get pre-approved today. Don't do it. Bad. This has been a warning from the queer and pleasant strangers. I don't care if they don't pay us for this week's sponsorship. Fuck them. Fuck them indeed. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, 
I've been watching what some of the uh, other uh, video game companies have been up right, to, you right, know, yeah, like keeping yeah. an eye on the competition, seeing, right. you know, if there's any like duplicitous techniques we should be using. I love a duplicitous technique. Right, right. They're the fucking best. But right. I think we may have just been outdone in the being brazen about our bullshit department. How fucking dare they? Who who is? Right, right. It's uh that 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 one company that's been getting all of the big heavy flack recently. You know the one. That that one over there. I'm, I'm right. sort of pointing that way. Yeah, um, you know the one down the street. Yeah. So did you know we can just like declare ourselves innocent of crimes? I mean, I've been saying not ah every time they 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 told us that we'd yeah, done a crime. Yeah, I know, but like Is there more than that? Yeah, there's more than that. You wow. know. So I I I that that company down the road Right. They here's what they did. They went, oh, you know how there's uh, huge numbers of credible allegations against us, and huge numbers of people have come forward. Yeah, and, I mean hashtag yeah, relatable. Exactly. All of this evidence. They out of nowhere, no one asked them to. They were like, we have investigated ourselves. Well, I mean, we investigate ourselves all the time. But they were like, look, we investigated ourselves, and we found that we did nothing wrong, and more than that. We found out, we found in our secret investigation, no, you can't see it, that we were innocent the whole time and everyone else just made up everything to be mean. We're innocent, we say so. Wow. I mean, that is... Like, I've, look... I I've, feel like we've been playing in the Little League I mean, all look, this I've, time. I've been like, you know, I've dreamt about that. I've dreamt about this possibility. I never thought that was... I thought that was the line. I thought that was the, yeah. like, no one will buy it. We've denied things. We fired the wrong people. We've shuffled people from department yeah. to department. And we've said, following an internal review, we have dealt with it. Yeah. We never thought to say, following an internal to review, nuh-uh. Nuh-uh, yeah. Following an internal review, we found, actually, uh, the very mean government made it all up. And they're just being mean for headline clicks. And we found out that we're innocent. We found all the evidence. We're innocent. If only I had thought previously to take nuh-uh and jam it together with we have decided that we're yeah. not guilty. You yeah. Know, just like putting it together. Yeah. Like we've decided to investigate ourselves and nuh-uh. They are fucking geniuses. I know. We gotta step fucking game up. Or buy them. <gasps> I like your fucking thinking. So, what have you been listening to? Um, so it's summer. I'm basically just listening to whatever I have on my phone that is upbeat that I can walk to or what, what play to. What a summer dance or... music mix is. Uh, yeah, so Gangnam Style. Yeah. It's art also by Psy. Um, uh, I want to be sedated by the Ramones. Ooh. Real Boy the Ritz, which is like, it's putting on the Ritz, but it's the Electro Swing. It's a nice mix. Uh, Computers Rockman, lovely bit of drum and bass. YRNA, featuring Kit, also by Rockman. It's more good drum and bass. The catchline is, you're not alone. Oh. It's just a, a nice little upbeat bit of drum and bass with some really good, um, like, chip tune type sounds in it. Um, Polyhymnia from um, Saints Row 4. The, oh, yeah. A beautiful bit of slightly operatic dubstep. Yeah. Uh, Scam versus Freestylers put up your hand. Really nice, summery um, drum and bass. Look, there's been a lot of drum and bass. Uh, serial Killers, good enough. Serial uh, Killers, professional ganja smoker. <laughs> Follow Me by uh, Shokwan. Oh, yeah. Cracking track. 
Um, Shuffle On by the Bobby C Sound TV. Bobby mm. C. Just the letter C. Yeah. Sound TV. <laughs> I realised I kind of... that. Uh, Glitterball by Sigma, the uh, featuring Ella Henderson. It's a beautiful bit of uh, uplifting drum and bass. There's been a lot of drum and bass. You might think it's a bit hot to be dancing around to drum and bass, but fuck it. Uh, Sirens Call, Devil Swing. Again, more electro swing. Slambery, Cheeky Peepers. Slambery, Big Bad Boomtown, which is the Boomtown slash Fifth Element sample drum and bass track. Snap, I've Got the Power. Mm. Clean Air featuring uh, Bruno Bat on the JFB remix. It's just a really slow build, beautiful bit of uh, drum and bass about um, environmental issues. Sweet Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz. Uh, Talpa going home, lovely bit of trance. It's just, uh, how long is it? It's like seven minutes and four seconds long. It's just builds beautifully over a nice timeline and just by the time it's fully going, you're... Really fucking have it. Holly's Air That I Breathe, because apparently I listen to really old music. Jimi Hendrix Experience all along the Watchtower. Kids Ain't Alright by The Offspring. Uh, Valoria by The Pixies. Uh, Ebony's A Good by The Shaman. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, Small Faces, Lazy Sunday Afternoon. And uh, I think that's about it for this week. It's been a lot of just upbeat. Oh, Tracy Chapman. Um, Ooh, yeah. Pascal. Uh, for me... I have been reorganising my office, which has meant everything's different and changing yeah. and not the same. And therefore, I've been listening to just, like, comfort stuff that is on loop. Mainly, the last couple of days, it's been um, Dessa, who I've talked about on this show before. I've just been listening to her 2018 album, Chime, mm-hmm. on repeat. It's a real good album. like that album a lot. It's been good. I need just the same thing happening over and over while yep. everything in this room changes yes. until this feels familiar. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That's been it for me this week. Just Dessa Chime a bunch. Dessa Chime. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I've listened to was a um, Scarchoon Network recommended. Uh, apparently they are going to... Apparently Friday is when they check out new music. Lots of new music drops and they check them out. And we'll be giving recommendations if you go follow them on their TikTok. Mm. Um, and one of the bands that came up was uh, Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. who uh, are a punk band and I have listened to uh, Pixie, Smile and Slut I particularly enjoyed Slut, Slut is a good track mm-hmm. um, good shouty punk vocals if you could send me a link to that that'd be great oh, that sounds interesting that. I'm always up for hearing more more, pu- uh, more good punk more good punk yeah. Uh, yeah they've just released a new album called Slime wonder why that caught my eye <laughs> um yeah, uh, so yeah, go go check that out if that is the thing you want to do. I haven't looked into them very much, but I figured since they came recommended by Scartoon Network, you can't go far wrong. Yeah. Uh, you got any others? No, that's it for me. Well then, <gasps> time for this. For Madame, the uh, huge bowl of nuggets. Uh, thank you. And a small bucket of ketchup. Thank you. And for other madam, uh, salad. Thank you, thank you very much. Enjoy your meal. Hmm. How are you? Uh, how are you enjoying your 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 meal? <laughs> what's, what's so funny over there?
troops, we need, we need, we need to come up with a new strategy. We need to come up with a new plan. What we've been doing so far in this war has not been working. Flower Pollen Brigade. Ah! Most, most of your lot have been uh, very ineffective. You've not even been breaking through the outer defences. What do you have to say for yourself? Seems to be a lot of neck curtains up this year, sir. And I, uh, people have been learning that uh, apparently you can coat the inside of your nostrils with Vaseline. Oh, goodness, goodness. Uh, well, what about, uh, what about you, uh, tree, tree pollen branch? What do you think I can do? It's got to be windy or, you know, it's not like I can just wander out and stick my stamen down her nose, is it? No, no. Well, uh, I think it's finally time for the big guns. Um, freshly cut grass. No more me is either. Our time is now. Rise up, my grassy siblings. Rise. Storm the eyes. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure justice warriors. Brochure justice warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, you know, a bit tired, mate. I think the heat's uh, been disturbing my sleep a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same, same. You, uh, you been up too much? Oh, you know, uh, my, my, my day was a little uh, slower than I planned today. I had, yeah. to, I had to get the bus because there's the uh, that rail strike on at the moment. Oh, yeah, good on them. I've, you know, I've been uh, you know, giving them a wave as I, I walk past. I mean, luckily, I don't have to, you know, go far into work. But, uh, oh, you know, exactly. it's been, been you, know, you know, cheering them on. A little, little bit inconvenient, but, you know, you, you do what you can. You support you know folks oh, striking you know it's it's you know a, a, a few days inconvenience to me but you know that this you know that's their livelihood you know they, exactly. they, 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 they got to live that day in day out you know and you yeah, know, strike they, action's like the only real way they got of getting any change in, in you know in what's going on well you know i certainly hope so it seems yeah. like that we've we've currently got a government who you know don't seem to give a fuck about anyone yeah. and um you know, refusing to meet with uh, with with the unions and so forth, just yeah. in, uh, utterly disregard it. And, you well, know, history's history has demonstrated that strike action definitely does get people who won't, you know, fucking talk to the unions to come to the table. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I've seen a few people that have been, you know, going very woe is me. I've had mild inconvenience because of the strikes, and uh, I'm like, look, I get it. I get being inconvenienced, but like. You've got to support striking workers even when it's inconvenient. Oh, yeah. like, honestly, and also, yeah. maybe maybe you can look at them being, you know, standing together and, and, you know, forming a powerful message to their boss and go, what if I also went on strike exactly. and got better conditions for myself and my family? Yeah. You know, especially especially when you get these people going, oh, well, they, they get paid more than nurses or whatever. And, and very often the... They're talking about entirely different people. Because yeah. the one we've heard a lot recently about the the, the RMT strike yeah. is that oh, it's the drivers. The drivers are already very well paid. It's it's not though. Most of the drivers are with a different union. Yeah. This strike action is about cleaners and people who work in uh, the uh, ticket offices and so yeah. People that actually help out on the trains and around the, the stations and you know cleaning and so yeah. forth and that aren't as well treated and as well paid and yeah. also don't let people like upper class people richer people than you f- force exactly. you to start infighting against yeah. other working class people don't, don't look at other working class people trying to improve their situation and go that's the villain go wait why are they not being treated better by their billionaire bosses that are raking in profit you know it's how about this as another option join a union yourself and propose unified strike action perhaps a general strike until everyone gets what they want exactly exactly it, it just 
there are many, many more of us than them. Exactly. That's but why like, they call them the 1%. Exactly. But like, yeah, in, in a world where the working class have so little power to actually enact change, you know, against their superiors, support striking workers. Because to, yeah. get, to get to a point where you've got enough people on side to actually execute a strike properly is not an easy task and respect the fact that they're trying to, you know, improve shit for themselves. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And the other thing is, I, I talked about you know, unified strike action before. We, to be honest, at this stage, the only way we are going to get a better and fairer lot for hospital workers, nurses, people love yeah. talking about nurses until they actually want some pay. Yeah. The only way we are going to get better conditions for, for you know, our hospital staff of all levels is perhaps a general strike. So yeah. more union power, join your, your union for whatever your, your trade or industry is and, uh, you know, start thinking about everyone, especially if you're the kind of person who goes, well, they don't, the nurses get less than them. Well, maybe you can do something about that. Yeah, strike in favour of the nurses and whatnot. Yeah, you know, truck truckers have famously stru uh, stru uh, struck for I think teachers and nurses before. Yeah, you know, you the, you can you can do a lot if you do take that kind of direct action and, and join together in in that way. Yeah, uh, that's okay. you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, probably not be as long as usual, mate. It's bloody hot today. Yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, oh, good on, mate. Good, good on. Oh, I think I'm gonna have cold shower. Oh, sounds like oh, a blade. It's sticky. Yeah. So, Laura. Yes. Uh, we've we've got a book that's gone off to copy editing. Yeah, we can say that now because people have been being told about it. It's 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 out of our hands. We've written a book. Yeah. It just needs to be like the dotting the i's and crossing the t's mm -hmm. and putting it in pages. Yeah. What's that book called? It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's T by you and by me. Oh, we did it together. And it's uh, uh it's uh, definitely a satire based on. The bullshit of supremacy software that we talk about every yep. week on this fictional show. Fictional companies only. No, no satire of anything other than fiction. Only fiction. Any similarity to the real world? Pure fucking coincidence. Pure fucking coincidence. And do you really want to be the people that say, "Yeah, we did terrible abuses yeah, to terrible our stuff"? Terrible abusive company is us. That's us. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! That's us. You've, that's us. you've written you've, about you've that written terrible about. evil corporation. That's us. Mm. Do you want I, to be that company? I, do I don't think anyone wants to be that company. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> um, so, uh, unbound.com slash book slash whale. There is still time! Uh, you can get you can get a copy of the book. You can get ebooks. You can get signed copies. Uh, you can get a swag bag with, like, tote bag and yeah. a mug and a t-shirt. And I think there's a pen in there. I believe so. I can't remember. There's lots of stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, very soon, that that final cover art's gonna be gonna be seeable. It's so nice. Yes, we've we've seen like the 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 normal ones. They're gonna send us a a high quality version, big high res version. But oh, it's a gorgeous bit of art. Mm -hmm. ah, it's a lovely one. Yeah, you're a lovely one. Oh, you're a lovely one. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that there's another book that's coming sooner. Like in um, like in six weeks. Oh, uh, in like six. Like Cult of the, it'll be out about the time of Cult of the Lamb. If that helps. I, I, it's out a week after Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> I, that's a weird thing to follow up. Um, it's called Me and My Dysphoria Monster. It's a children's book. It's illustrated. It's wonderful. I'm very proud of it. It 
all of the early reviews have been very, very positive, which has been a real fucking relief because it's scary doing a new thing and children's literature is a, like, that's one place you don't want to fuck up. And, you uh, know, as much as I can say, it's a good book. It's reassuring to have, like, people who don't know me say it's a good book. Strangers, strangers can, you know, they don't, they don't have to say nice things to me. I don't have to say nice things to you, I choose to say nice things I to you. I know. Uh, but yeah, that comes out on August 18th. Uh, other than that, just search for me at Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Um, maybe keep an eye on my Twitter and TikTok and social medias to uh, this week. Ooh. If you're hearing this on Sunday, maybe check that you didn't miss anything around, like, maybe Friday of the week, oh, mayhaps. I, I can't say any more, but I'm excited for a thing to happen. Mm. Um, what about you? Where can people find me? You? Well, I couldn't get the... the the good advertising, the, the unified, unified branding. branding. I couldn't get that, so I'm at streamerlinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find all my links, you can go to my Redbubble, and you can get all the new t-shirts. You can get even get a, a possibly a Who Hunts the Whale t-shirt. I mean, no. what? Who? What? Uh, I don't know what you mean. That's just a very relatable horse. It is a very relatable horse, and it does say that it's specifically uh, WHTW. So that could probably mean anything, but you could get a t-shirt that says brackets a very relatable horse on it. And and <laughs> that would be funny. Um, you can get all my other designs. There's a couple of new ones up there. There's a Neuro Spicy shirt, which I am very pleased with. It's a very it's good the shirt. Nando's Spice chart, but what if it was your brain? And um, there's one that I made the other day that got taken down because they said it was copyright theft. It's not. Um... But I will be slightly redesigning that and I'm going to have another go. And if that gets taken down, then I'm just going to release the files and you can print as many fucking t-shirts with it on as you want. Yay! <laughs> if you can find someone to do it, because that's how that works. Take I've it to your local t-shirt shop. I've done this with a few designs. It's like, oh, that won't go through. Well, everyone can have it for free. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's that. My most important one is patreon.com slash radio. That helps me pay my bills, that helps me justify 76 hour work week and that helps keep me in all the machinery that I need to do the job and make entertainment for the people who enjoy this show which we record and I edit and upload yeah. and do the scheduling and stuff and you can get early access to Green <gasps> Pleasant Strangers for as little as $10 a month but you know, anything helps and if you can't personally donate, always sharing helps and I very much appreciate all the people who already donate Thank you very much, you are lovely and good uh, no. Yeah. Will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Mm -hmm.